Warning, the following podcast contains spoilers for the TV show mentioned in the title. You have been warned. What's the crack and welcome to the Three Halves Make a Whole podcast and this is the Three Halves series review. My name is Jason. I'm Jordan. I'm so disappointed in you both, but I am John. <laughs> it was kind of like the Wiggles. It was like a Wiggles intro. <laughs> no, have you ever seen like that? What's, sorry, I'm derailing for a sec. Have you ever seen that YouTube video where it's like, I'm Cody, I'm Zach, I'm Dirt, and then it goes, and I'm depressed. No. <laughs> it's like a bunch, oh my God, I'll have to find it and send it to you both. But it's like a bunch of kids like for a generic opening for a TV show, and they're like, my name is Zach, I'm Cody, I'm Sarah, and, and then, it, yeah. So we are, um, so we are continuing on with The Mandalorian. We are on season two, episode seven, chapter 15. The Believer, it was called. Ooh, which good remembering. I know things. Um, which, And I will go into why. Okay, you you can sell it to me because I'm not sold on it. So sell you gotta sell it to me later. I didn't know if this would be a better title for the previous episode, and the tragedy would have been a better title for this episode. But I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I like this title episode because then I just think it would have um, hidden that Baby Yoda would have been kidnapped in last episode. But anyway, that was last episode. This episode, let's talk about that one. Yeah. So, John, did you like this episode? Yes, I did. Jordan, did you like this episode? I very much did. And uh, Jason, did you like this video? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, know what happened. Yeah, that was so random. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. We all liked it. Goodbye. <laughs> John, when did you watch the episode? So I watched this in my lunch break because I'm a badass. Jordan, when did you watch this episode? Watched it for no five o'clock. Oh, that's not I watched and this. Jason. Oh, I watched. I watched this. At... So, Jason, when did you? <laughs> <laughs> Shut. You make my job harder. <laughs> I know. I watched this episode. So, Jason, I knew. I knew. I stopped because I knew. <laughs> Yay, I felt a disturbance in the force. Just fucking mute him, I swear to God. <laughs> I'm muting myself. Okay, so I watched this episode literally about at half five, and I literally just arrived home. We were lit into the... The... Ep- what? Ha! Ha! <laughs> <laughs> you can't complain about me making you no. job now, boy. You shut up. Stroke. <laughs> it was my daily stroke. Do you guys not have daily strokes? Is that not a thing? No. Okay. Maybe I should get. I, I'll get that checked out. And um, yeah, so I watched this like just before we recorded, basically. So I'm freshest of a bag of juice. Say it. Say it. Puss. <laughs> Penis. That's a masturbation joke. Oh, we're we're classy here, folks. Just give us a damn summary <clears throat> of an old enemy. Nice. Yeah, let's just do the little ad break. Yeah, let's get into it. Segway. Disgusting. Don't eat. Redoing that. Segway. There we go. Say hello to the Segway HT, an evolution in personal transportation. Where's the best place to start? Probably the beginning. Like most stories. I want um, Jordan to sell me on the title. Makes sense until the end. Is, is your title part of the rant? Um, but it's to do with the entire episode as a whole. It's a good thing. Okay. Are you going to sell me on the title or not? But later until later on because I have other okay, points okay. I want to discuss first and you'll okay. probably bring them up also. Okay, I'll wait. Stop trying to force me into things. Souls, I'm just a white guy trying to make it in the world. <laughs> Episode immediately just jumps straight into 
straight into it. There wasn't any pause between the last episode and this one. Yeah. It kind of just, they're at the place he is. Mm-hmm. Part of me was expecting a prison break, but I forgot. I honestly, I was like, oh, wait, Cara Dune could just request him to leave. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. I was like, oh, yeah, it would be as easy she, as that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I genuinely thought they were going to forget it was going to be that easy <laughs> and do the prison break. So I was happily surprised when they were like, yeah, this is pretty easy. I don't know if you two had this feeling, but this episode was really refreshing in a lot of ways for me. This is my favourite episode of you the season. You know what? Honestly, I was I was thinking the same thing. I know I say that a lot, but genuinely, this made me love Star Wars as much as I did when I was a kid. I think I've said it once or twice before, but I think on an emotional level, this is the best Star Wars story that has ever been told. Well, that's, uh, that's hyperbole. Yeah. And makes sense. I think we've got the most emotion. I think it's quite emotional. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. But yeah. subtly emotion, like really emotional, not like, and, it, and I say this against the films, which they are emotional, but they're like the melodrama sort of over the top uh, emotional mm-hmm. moments. This one invoked that feeling Rogue One did for yeah. me, that this is real and these are people li- people's lives. But I think it does it in a better way than Rogue One. Because I think it's just Rogue One still had that slow motion, everything's slow, everything needs to be um, dark and depressed. But this just had a moment that was so well acted and so real and raw. Mm-hmm. I just think it's brilliant. It is an emotional film, but it's got that, still got that level of superfluousness. The thing with this episode is it made the fantastical right. real, but didn't detract from that. It kept it real. It kept it uh, fantastical. It melded the two and it made the world feel like something that I could go and experience, that I could I could literally walk down the street and maybe meet someone who had lived through something like that. But not obviously not on the fantastical scale. Hi. I personally I didn't get that. I didn't get oh, that wow. it felt more real. I was just like, okay, this is just another story. So could you guys go in more detail as to why? Yes, I can. Wheels. Uh, there are actual f-ing wheels. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not. I was talk about um, later on in the thing. So if there's anything people want to talk about. I know, but we always go in between. We do. So it doesn't matter. But quickly, though. Yeah. There are a couple of things that I really like the look of. He fixed the armor. Both yes. Fett's armor looks sick. Clean. Oh, God, yeah. Yes. Just the cockpit. And yes. that was awesome for me as someone Same. who's like, I was like, oh, Actually, it spins. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's spinning. <laughs> I didn't know what was spinning, though. Can I make the comment that I thought? It was absolutely brilliant that he was using his um, antennae yes. to drive and use it as a targeting in Rogue. Uh, sorry, what's it name? Slave, Slave, one. One. Slave One. Oh, did he use that when he was fighting yeah. later on the TIE Flies, which also gave me chills because I was so excited to see the Slave One again. And we got these the most amazing moment of the sonic detonator. I was from like, hey! Attack of the Clones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about... i got to admit, that was pretty epic. To be honest, I kind of saw it coming. I did, but I but still got still chills good. because of the sound of it. The sound of it is something that is engraved in my brain, and I just love it because it's just this quiet, mm-hmm. and then you get the, like, oh, oh. I love it. So why I thought it was real is... I have to talk about the canteen scene mm. between Richard Brake and um, is his name oh, Bill Burr, is it? Bill Burr. Bill Burr and Richard Brake. So I think Richard Brake is one of these actors who is very underrated and got one of those great faces. Yeah, he was good. Definitely for villain roles. But it was just this clash between the one who doesn't see the action and makes the decisions and the what it gave me world war one but it gave me in a way 
the um, Blackadder goes forth moment where mm-hmm. Stephen Fry sends them all off to die. It gave me that moment because it's like, but obviously played for seriousness. And just that scene, you can tell Bill Burr is genuinely affected by it and genuinely traumatised. His character, obviously. He acts it so well. And that this officer just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not taking... Point. I don't want to take just... away from that because I, I agree, but I'm also in the opinions like, but I've we've already had that before, which is why I like Star Wars so much. Like, we had the mention of Alderaan in the earlier episode mm-hmm. with Cara Dunn. And that's just Star Wars for me, is that they make references to things outside of what we're seeing. And that's why I love it so much, because there is this massive world. So for me, in this episode, for me, it wasn't the first time that it's happened. So that's why I'm like su- suggesting what this episode made it seem. I understand what you're saying, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm not talking about the world, like it makes the world bigger by what they're talking about. It's what, it's not what in place they're talking about. It's what they're talking about between each other, because it's a common, their conversation is a commentary on um, military industrial complex based off higher ups don't go to war, but make all the decisions that end up with the deaths of the inventory. It's that sort of chess game, sort of you, the king doesn't go to the war, the pawn goes and gets sacrificed. See, I think I think that's what the issue is. Is we already had that in Clone Wars, so that I experienced that in Clone. Um, do you remember when you had that Jedi who was sending all the clones in? Yeah. So General that's probably Krell. why. Oh, God, yeah, so yeah. Sad. So that's why I'm like, okay, that makes more sense because because I've already experienced that in Star Wars. I didn't experience it again here. Does that make sense? That makes sense. I'm in here is mm-hmm. the knowledge. The knowledge. So what- Operation Cinder. Jason, uh, I'm guessing you kind of know. Uh, do you have any idea about that? No, no, I don't. Okay. Operation Cinder was, which is the exact thing he mentioned. And after the uh, Emperor, Emperor died, it was, af- it was not long after Return of the Jedi. It's featured in Battlefront 2. Oh, really? The, the newer one, the campaign of that. A lot of it revolves around that. After his death, he sent these droids out with specific orders for admirals to go get these satellites and they harnessed uh, solar energy to burn important planets, to burn key planets, including Palpatine's own planet of Naboo. Burn everything so the the New Republic have nothing to start with, making the Empire's return easier. It's essentially a scorched earth policy it's like, if they can't, if we can't have it, they're not getting it. I don't care who dies. And I, that's what Mayfield's talking about is the Empire didn't have to kill thousand men and all those innocents on the planet when he burned that city. He could have, but he did. He just went, oh, I made a hard decision, but he still did it. And I think that to me speaks more. I, I agree with John that that had more emotional impact to me than the Clone Wars episode did. Because the Clone Wars episode was the clones and just one commander making a decision that killed loads of clones. Mm-hmm. But that's an entire population center that they wiped out because they didn't want someone else to have it. Okay. And it was, it was a. <clears throat> Can I just say why I think, as well, this episode should be a bit more emotional than the clones mm-hmm. episode? They're clones. In the nicest way, they're clones. They can't reproduce. They are a dead end sort of thing, nope. aren't they? From my nope. knowledge? No, 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 oh, you just triggered. You are completely, you literally gave the argument who killed them, basically. See, I don't know this. I've not seen any of the outside media. That's so triggered. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure in Attack of the Clones, they make it out like they are like a dead end sort of yeah. thing that they just... That they have an accelerated life they and do. they die quicker. So that's, they, that's un- no... no, they are accelerated up until they... Adulthood. Adulthood, and then they stop the acceleration process. It's just to get them up to adulthood quicker, and then it stops. And then afterwards, then they're just regular. See, I thought they had just really quick lifespans. No, no. no. <laughs> Sorry, I really don't <laughs> know. So that, that's my I arrogance. understand that. That's why Clone Wars is so great, yeah, because I get they that. add all these individual personalities to the clones. 
Right, because they are individual. They may look the same, but they're individual people, and that's what Clone Wars does really well. Is it makes them individuals rather than like what's that squadron that we were basically with from like we see their whole with fives and, and stuff. Those guys, um, I can't remember. I can't remember. I'll try and find the name. Yeah, heavy fives and stuff, and the, the and that general kept calling everyone by their numbers, and they would always be like, "No, it's fives. No, it's Rex." But he didn't, wasn't having any of that. Oh, I've heard of Rex. Yeah, so Captain Rex, yeah. He's blue, isn't he? With little, normally with jaw. Yep. Yeah, he has, uh, he has dual DC. Yeah, 17s. I know him. Yeah. I had, oh, that means I had a little Lego. Domino Squad. Domino Squad. Then. Domino Squad. Yeah. Oh, those guys, such a journey. That was so good. Oh, so emotional. I might be watching clones at some point. You do, 100%. Do. Because my partner wants to watch it, so, and I've said I'll watch it with her. It is so well written. Here's the thing, do Jordan, do we recommend John to watch it in release order or chronological order? I would do it release. Just, There's a different number. I would say release just because all the stories of the individual clone groups, I think release order makes sense. No, it doesn't. Especially if you're watching it from new. If you're watching it from new, to me, release order would make more sense. Oh, for like the first time? For the first time, I think after you've watched it, if you want to go watch it, then do it in chronological. I will not watch it again. I will watch it once and be done with this shit. Because <laughs> I watched it in chronological order. And to be honest, it didn't really help anyway because you were still jumping from different stories and jumping from seasons. Right. It still took me out of it. Um, and I'd rather sit and watch season by season. But just be aware that it's like that because I wasn't. It always confused me. I didn't know it wasn't in chronological order when I watched it for mm-hmm. the first time. So it really threw me out. Just know that it's not okay. in chronological order and there's some stories that jump. It's, it's So stories. it's Memento in Star Wars. Yeah, I think the first the first three seasons all around the same kind of time and then after season three it Yeah, but is, Obi- Wan, is Obi-Wan played by Ewan McGregor? No, but he's voiced by a uh, voice actor then that I you'd like. Had... No, you would like the voice actor. James <laughs> Arnold something. Oh, you... was it? Yeah. Holy s***. <laughs> uh, it was like James Arnold Taylor. Yeah, James Arnold Taylor. Oh. He was he was Obi Wan in the series. He, I think he was um, Ratchet, was he? He yeah, he's Ratchet. He is in the Spectacular Spider Man. James Arnold Taylor is good. That's all you need. He was in. Wait, Fire no, Uncle. is he who I think he is? Yes, he's he's the greatest cartoon character ever created, Johnny Fucking Test. Yes. Yes, oh, he's the he's the Obi Wan voice actor. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. The voice acting in Clone Wars is sublime. Oh my god, it's fantastic! I unironically love Johnny Test. I literally will defend it. It's terrible, but I love it. Let's not get away from what we're talking about, though, because we will. Um, Jumping back. Oh no, you think code name kids next? Sorry, I've now gone. I'm in a. You're in a different world. Do you oh, want to mute whilst we discuss, <laughs> so you can get? No, I'm, I'm coming out. I'm, I'm coming out okay. because I'm actually interested in this. Episode. So what? What I love about this episode. Uh, see Slave One's interior, yeah. But Judy bounced, picked something out that I kind of saw, but I didn't. I had to go back and when I highlighted it, highlighted certain times. Uh, at a certain point, when Bill Burr and um, the Mando are in the vehicle and he's wearing the Stormtrooper armor, you can see Mando's eyes through the visor. You can I see mean? part of his face. You can. Judy sat there and went, You can see his eyes. And I went, What are you on about? She went, you see his face a little bit. But that's not the most important bit about his face in this episode, is it, Jason and John? No. However, on that little bit, just um, one thing that I noticed, just because this is who I am as a person, I notice physicalities and whatnot because I've no life, that's was that Bill Burr, when he was sitting down, you know, his spine was quite relaxed. But then if you look over mm-hmm. to Mando, he was all upright and stuff. And I was like, wow. The devil's in the details. It's, yeah, it's a character difference. And I thought that was quite well, cool because obviously because yeah. they were both wearing the same thing, how, how mm-hmm. could you tell the difference? And I was like, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I, yeah, it says a lot that Bill Burr's character is a lot more relaxed in the Stormtrooper armor because he's worn it before. Whereas yeah. Mando has all this thing of the Empire's evil. So he's like, he's well, uncomfortable. I thought it was a deeper... So I, I took it as more as a deeper thing because Bill, it, because we get a deep dive into Bill Bear in this episode, especially around his morals and his mm-hmm. philosophy, such as as long as you can sleep at night, it's okay. And that's kind of 
reflected in his um, stance, his way of sitting. It's very laid back. It's very chill, as if to physically represent that idea of he's been through so much that he no longer feels it anymore. He's so traumatized. He's so damaged mm -hmm. inside that he's physically got to a point where he's like, as, as long as I can sleep, it's fine. So everything else is fine. I'm going to be comfortable in this armor that weighs way too much and that isn't practical. And I think that's, I think that was great because I really like it when they do deep dives into characters, just any show. The action sequences in this episode were good, but then also not at the same time for me. So I thought what they did when it was good was awesome. What was good mm -hmm. was whenever Mando was doing the hand-to-hand -hand combat, he was trying to rely on his armor, like he would do with his yeah, with the that. with the best car. But obviously, it was it's stormtrooper armor. It's crap. So you know, then he realized, oh, it's crap. I can't use it. So I was like, that's that's a really nice um, way to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, the choreography was great. But for me, the blaster running out was just a bit weird, only because we've seen blasters all the time and we've seen them shoot loads and loads of times. And then with this, we saw the blaster like shoot five times and then it was out. For me, I was just a bit, that's not how I remember Star Wars. I've, I'm going to say this before Jordan jumps in with his big comment. I don't think I can remember a time where someone has reloaded in Star Wars, like a blaster. Exactly. So that's why I was like, this is just a reason. This is just an excuse to do some hand-to-hand -hand combat. So I was, I, I, but I did go, ah, it's Indiana Jones. That's, I literally went that because it felt like, like the opposite where, um, you know, where the sword guy appears in the first one and he swings yeah. around and then Indy just shoots him. For me, I got vibes of it was the other way mm -hmm. around. <laughs> and I don't know why. But it's probably because you sent that image to me and I was thinking about Indiana Jones all day. So for me, I didn't take it as he ran out of ammo at all. I took it as it broke because he looks at it like, why the hell isn't it firing? Because but that's just as we've seen. No, but to me, it makes sense that those stormtroopers aren't going to maintain their blasters if they're just going to be sat in that truck the entire time. And if you think, like, I think about it in the case of, yeah, they're stormtroopers, but they're drivers. They're only, they don't really, you know. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I feel like that's too, for me, that's too much suspending my disbelief. I can believe that, but I'm also like, well, I kind of needed like someone just, maybe him just to say, you know, crappy Imperial blasters. I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, they are pretty crappy because they're, well, they're manufactured in thousands of millions. Yeah, I know, but if you just said that one line, I would have been okay. I understand that, but it just felt like, oh, Blaster's not working, so we can have hand-to-hand -hand choreography and combat, so it'll look cool. I'm like, come on, I want something more than that. I think for me, what would have worked nicely was if, say, the very first of the, the um, attackers had a blaster, like their only mm -hmm. one, and they, they obviously, Mando shoots that one, but as they're dying, they get a shot off and it hits the blaster, because then I'm like, okay, that be good. that's why it breaks. But it takes blasters away from both of them as well. And I do agree with you, I, I agree with you as well, John, about how to do it. Um, and then also later on, whenever they're escaping, um, it was cool. But one of the troopers that got sniped, like there was two of them above them. One of them was already pointing his gun at those guys for a bit. And I was just like... I didn't even notice that. I noticed it because I saw I saw one of them kind of run up and he got shot, but then the other one was pointing his gun. I was like, come on. It's just small things. And also, yeah. we all know that stormtroopers shoot really badly, but for some for some strange reason, I noticed it way more <laughs> whenever they got on to sleeve one. I noticed a lot more. It's like, wow, this shooting is really bad. I don't know, like, is this was that just because of like because of the poor action decisions beforehand? Or is, or is that the reason why? I didn't know which one it was because everything, because there was some some gaps. I think there was a very subtle moment that might have influenced your thinking. And when they get to the base, they drive in and they're greeted by stormtroopers, aren't they? Mm -hmm. But they're greeted first by excellent pilot skills and then excellent shooting of them driving back to savages, but killing them all. And I think that tainted your view of them later because they suddenly, they in, this is one thing this episode does really well and has no reason to do that, is they make the Imperials look threatening. They yep. Just in that one moment of them taking out those the locals 
let's call them, um, is brilliant because it makes them feel, and in that moment I was like, oh, okay, they are actually a threat now. But then later on, they suddenly go to missing again. Well, one issue that I had in that sequence was all those pirates that they shot, that the stormtrooper shot, how did they survive the TIE fighters exploding them? Because the TIE fighters came in and shot all these guys who all had thermal detonators in their hands and we had these massive plumes of smoke. And then you had basically the same amount of pirates running, you know, behind them is the wreckage, running towards them. Do you know Do you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, I get It you. was used to show that the Imperial was strong, but then, do you know what I mean? For me, I'm like, well, that didn't make any sense because did they not just blow up? So I just suspended my disbelief yeah. and went, there was more behind. Like there was, so they blew up the front load and it was the back load who didn't have bombs. So they were like, oh, we'll just run in yeah, there. Yeah, but they kind of did a napalm pass, didn't they? It, like, I don't know, for me, like, especially with action sequences, because they have, because I, I love them so much, just because of like Asian cinema treating mm. them like as an art. I'm like, things have to make sense. And I noticed them a little bit more and it, if an action bit doesn't make sense, I don't like it, and that's just you've been am. spoiled by Eastern cinema. I have, but that's—I think that's a good thing <laughs> that I don't let suspend your goddamn disbelief. Maybe it's just—it's just always like you just need a little bit more. Maybe I don't know. Sometimes it is nice to have that little bit extra effort. I do get yeah. you completely. Because at some points it did feel like, oh, they've taken a bit of the easy way out. Yeah, like Ooh. the set pieces were great. They were great. But like I said, there were some little chinks in their armor, which kind of took me out of it. And I just have to mention it. So it was great. Just It's like I mentioned in an earlier episode. It's sometimes they want to joke, oh, the Imperials suck. Ha ha ha. But they also want you to fear them. And I think, and I think that's the one thing I get annoyed with the Mandalorian is they sometimes go to that Marvel style humour in my mind. of It's not in this episode that humour is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying uh, I can't remember which episode it is now but I did say it when we were in that episode it had the very Stormtroopers miss everything joke. Uh, oh, it was episode three. <sighs> yeah, that's it. And they mentioned it in the first season whenever Mando first met Bill Burr and he was like, right. well, I'm a, I'm a period, he, I used to work for the Imperials and I'm a sharpshooter. And he's like, well, that doesn't say anything. <laughs> but we get yeah. the truth of how good he is in this episode with that cycle rifle at the end on a moving ship. Yeah, but I think we also still got the truth in, the, in that episode anyway. So I'm like, yeah. It's fine. I th- for me, I think part of my suspension of disbelief and the ability that I can believe that stormtroopers aren't great is because a lot of the time they're being attacked at their own base. And I feel like, to me, the shock of being attacked in somewhere you thought, you know, would be safe is going to take you out of it a bit and make you a bit more like, and they were wearing the armour. So I think it's a case of, it could also be a case of, am I shooting the right person? No, I, I, I get you, Jordan. I do get you. I'm just saying is sometimes they have, it. this is a problem for the whole series. And I think it's with Star Wars in general is they want you to fear the Empire, but they also want you to laugh at them with having incompetent soldiers. And I think you can't always have it both ways. You can have that they go, Mandalorian says, oh, they're terrible shots. And then someone gets immediately hit by a stormtrooper. That would work as a good joke mm. because he's wrong. He, it's subverted the expectation. But I, I, I don't To know. move on from this point. It's not a major point. I don't know if you two yeah. felt stressed like I did when they turned up at the facility, at the refinery, of being... Of just the two of them being in that place, I got yeah. so much anxiety. I was like, because they were just surrounded, and I was like, "Oh, my chest is tight. They could get found out." I thought they were going to get found out because Mando was being a wee bit awkward, which was kind of weird in this episode. He never, he didn't salute when Bill Burr saluted. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, Mando, fucking salute, just do it. <laughs> but that's him during the entire episode. Yeah. It's like he doesn't want to give the Empire any form of respect or anything like that, and you can see it through his movement and how he is mm-hmm. did you guys feel that whenever the whenever he took the helmet off he kind of turned a little bit incompetent i think it was him being i think it was a lot for him to take that helmet off though that's that's what i was thinking but it's just from like that's seeing a big things moment in, the in past, his life do you know when you get right. like masked 
people or masked heroes or whatever and they take the mask off and then they're a bit incompetent when they take the mask off it was just something that i've noticed in the past and i was hoping it wouldn't happen here and then it did so i was like Meh. I, but i See, understand I think it, that why. right and i think as well he relied that helmet he's had that on since he was a kid basically he's not taken that off so all the instruments in that are they going to provide him and everything that helmet has technology wise is going to make him better so when he's not having that i think that's like a crutch for him and when he hasn't got it on he's a bit like he's not used to it he's not lived his life that long without having that helmet on most of the stuff he that we know of him he's always had that helmet on yeah it's just because he always seemed to like to hold himself well in like situations like that like we saw in the jedi episode where mm -hmm. he was talking where he was talking with mm -hmm. the the magistrate and he never mm -hmm. said that i was actually going to do it but he just got the information that he wanted and that's why i was like oh so he is he is quite quick-witted and is very good at pulling strings and getting getting his way out of situations but in this i felt like oh he was like oh i have no idea what to do right now and I was like, that's not what we've seen from Ando in the past. I understand that this was a very different situation and a very hard situation. I was going to say, everything about this right now for him is completely different to what he's used to. Yeah. So, Helmets off. He... I don't think it's as deep as this, honestly. I think it's because this episode needed to build Bill Bear up. So, and the way to build Bill Bear up easily was to knock the Mandalorian down a few because it's Bill Bear who comes in and saves him. It's Bill Burr who talks his way around the yeah, captain for the most part. And that's kind of what I got. It's well for the I say for the most part because he does end up shooting. You know, he blows the cover. That popped me. That popped me bad. Yeah, but mm -hmm. that's that one was I thought that was a great moment because it was kind of like I was like I literally went, I'll just shoot him. And then he did, I was like, hey, I got it. But um no, I think it's because they needed you to like Bill Burr and beforehand we hadn't had a great experience with Bill Burr because he was main the main antagonist last time. Yeah, he was but in I feel like with, with Bill Burr for the because that's the way media is nowadays. Like you get villains and you get likable villains. Mm -hmm. And I think Bill Burr was a likable villain. So when you went yeah. into this episode, you weren't hitting him. He's yeah. like, Oh yeah, he was a bad guy before and we kinda like him. Right. No, but I agree with Jason. But no, you. I think they needed to make him lovable, not just likable. As and going, oh, I don't agree with what you do. They needed to make him. I understand why you do it. I understand you, and I actually like you. Not just, oh, you're a villain. I don't like what you do, but I like your character yeah. because you're charismatic and charming. We needed to like his underlying personality, and that's what Definitely. this episode does really well is because it makes him seem more than just just charismatic, charming villain. It shows that he does care and he is actually a good person underneath a lot of his outer flaws, even though he's, he's mm -hmm. more of an anti-hero yeah, than I, a I didn't, ex I didn't expect the end of this episode. to get that backstory, like as how like right. his motivations <clears throat> in this episode, because he did seem like, you know, a, you know, just a rotten person. Um, but I was very happy to see. A lovable role. Yeah, um, I just think the acting in this episode, no one had to go as hard as they did, but everyone really went hard. They did a real good job. And I, I because I still have the, um, when I think back to this episode, I literally cannot get that scene from the um, canteen out of my head. Because in my mind, it was just so well done. And it, just the acting, like I get, Richard Brake, in my mind, just how he leant forward and smiled when he was talking about making the choice that he did. And I'm like, mm -hmm. bastard. Just that, this episode, everyone went hard and went. That entire canteen scene to me is how you do tension and how you build tension because it, it's done so well. The fact that we get Mando and he has to make that split second decision of, I'm going to need to remove my fucking helmet. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. He removes the helmet. Boom. High note again. Then the officer, he does it. Officer comes over. He quickly snatches the data, th uh, data chip. And he's just like stood in front of him like, oh, fuck. I would agree and disagree, but not in a negative way. I would agree that it built tension. But see, whenever they were sitting down talking, 
for me, I didn't feel tension as much. I felt like as I was continuing on, it's like, okay, is he is he gonna break? But then I was like, okay, maybe. Oh, I think they're gonna get away with it. And when when, I, when my brain said, oh, I think they're gonna get away with it, as soon as I said that, he shot him, <laughs> and that's why I popped. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you two caught this moment when Bill Burr's character Mayfeld is talking to the officer. You see Mando look at him and go, yeah, 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 saw that, yeah. And I'm like, that's a nice little thing. But the, after the action scene, at, when they shoot all the people in the canteen, Mayfeld looks away at Mando and goes, I never saw you take it off. Yeah, yeah. I never saw your face. That was fantastic. And then when they're climbing up the ladders, you get the music come in. Yeah, because... When Boba goes to save them. Oh, whenever, whenever, they, whenever he shot... The guy, there was no dialogue. There was a, he shot him, and then there was like a moment, like like mm-hmm. people in the canteen was like, uh, <laughs> what just and happened? You see it, the shore troopers just like, what the? F-? And then, and then he, um, then they shot everyone else, but there was no music. It was just sound effects, which I mm-hmm. thought was like added so much to the situation. It didn't take away. It was like, I was like, yes, Jason. Oh. And then we had the moments of peace, and then it went, yeah. But it wasn't just sound no. effects for the sake of sound effects as well. They minimized it to literally yeah. just the core sounds that you needed yeah. to make that scene believable. Yeah. And that's what worked so well. Because I think a scene that knows when not to use music is more uh, atmospheric than a scene that just goes, puts on like the mm-hmm. super tense dun, 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 um, music and goes, feel it. Feel it. It reminds me of a debate that I had with a friend. Um, Well, my housemate here I live with now. For background information, guys, I am a theatre technician, okay? And he once said that you can have, you don't need lights and sound to put on a theatre piece. And I was like, you do because it adds to it. And he's like, Mm -hmm. but you could perform outside and not have anything. And I was like, but the decision to not have lights and sound for your piece is a theatre technician decision to add to the piece. So the fact that they didn't have stuff is a sound thing to add tension. And that just reminds me of debate. It's like, this is a moment where it's like, not having some stuff is a good thing. Rather than being like, oh, I'm yes. the sound designer. I need to add stuff. <laughs> it's like, no, it's better to kind of hold back a bit for the piece itself. So for me... I don't know if you got this vibe. For me, it was kind of like a heist episode. Yeah, I put that down. I put it, it felt like a very much a heist episode of they, they find a way in there amongst everyone else that they could get in trouble for being there. And then there's the big final escape. Yeah. And that to me just screamed heist. For me, and I loved it. Because the last season was a heist episode. That felt more like a heist episode. Do you know when Bill Burr was again? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that felt like a heist episode more than this one because I felt like there was less, yeah. there was less to this episode. There wasn't, it wasn't a very complicated plan. Um, I think there was more at stake with this episode. Yes. Obviously. And the reasoning behind every decision. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, to be honest, with this episode, I kind of got a little bit annoyed because personally, I feel like not a lot happened this episode. And part of me is like, my brain went, I can't believe I waited a week for this. I found this episode wasn't a heist, nor was it a this. This was a character study. And I think that's important in a show like this because we do not have many central characters. Really, if if we're fully honest, because of the way Mandalorian is structured, he goes off and he doesn't interact with a character for a season or for four episodes or this and i think moving forward the mandalorian would really benefit from doing more episodes like this that really break down the fundamentals of what makes a character tick and i feel like this may have been almost a test project for that using a character that if they if it messed up on it doesn't matter because we're probably not going to see them again great that it's worked but kind of Let's not do it on Carl Weathers' character because if we do it on Carl Weathers' character and it messes up, we can't use him again because it's, we've tainted him. But if we use Bill Burr, a character 
we saw once he was charismatic people liked him let's bring him back for an episode do a character study and if it goes well we can do this in the future for more central characters who will have their big episodes. in reply Presence. to jason's comment <clears throat> i'm glad they didn't do loads with this episode because i didn't want something that was huge because then the next episode I, it's not setting me up for something in the next episode this hasn't set me up for anything for the next episode for all I know, in the next episode, if their attack fails, and then we have to wait to season three, and I'm so I don't know what's going to happen because I'm not. They haven't set the, the only thing they've set up is they know where the ship is. Oh, there was one moment I absolutely couldn't stand about this episode, but we'll get on yeah. to that. You've just reminded me with that comment. Replying to Jordan, this it's just because this episode uh, made me feel something I felt for another thing that I watch and read called One Piece. No, no, we're not doing so, this. So we're not. No, we're not doing this. With One Piece, I'm like very caught up. It's like 900 episodes and they release chapters every single week. And for the past four years, I have read these chapters every week. And when there's a week that nothing happens, kind of like this week, not a lot happened this week. But anyway, I kind of feel like uh, why did I wait a week for this when nothing really happened? And sometimes they take like two weeks off and then nothing happens and you just why did I wait two weeks for this? It was just it just it just gave me that feeling. I just wanted to mention it. I still think the episode was great. I think it was just because the Mandalorian episodes are so short, I feel like because because they're so short, we should have them sooner. I don't know. Um talking on that point of being disappointed after a week that you're waited for something and then not much happens. It's that hard balancing act for creators because, um, say, let's take manga for an example because you've mentioned One Piece. One Piece! I I can't talk on One Piece. I haven't read it. But I'm going to talk about... I'm going to mention My Hero Academia because I've sadly been keeping up with this one for some stupid reason. (laughs) One Punch Man's good manga. Yeah. Anyway, um, but with this, the most recent arc of My Hero Academia is the war arc. And we've had some really big reveals over the last couple of chapters. But up until, uh, but the chapters leading up to these reveals, there was a lot of literally nothing happened. It was just we're shouting at each other in battle and it's like okay come off it yeah just waited a week for literally one line to be important i heard was it my hero academia was it my hero academia or was it another manga that said that oh yeah i want to run longer than one piece and it's like well if you're gonna do that you need a lot of like episodes that nothing happened I think it might be MHA, but in my person, uh, this is just a really quick hot take on My Hero Academia. I think it should end after this. Arc. Maybe there should be one more arc after this arc, but I don't think you can do much more with the story they're telling at the minute mm. after this arc. And I think if they do, it will be a lot of ass pulls and um, they weren't really dead, guys. Or, oh, that didn't really yeah. happen. I was, I was going to add sort to that, but then I realised we're not talking about manga and stuff we'll talk about it later yeah we'll we'll do another when i'm editing we'll do a show called just talks and we'll, <laughs> we'll have moments john do you kind of understand what i meant with this episode where it was yeah. good but not not a lot happened so i kind of feel a bit like oh kind of waited a week see, for this kind of like the manga thing see i i completely get where you're coming from mm-hmm. i think the only reason that i don't feel that way is because i'm i really do not mind character study episodes they're okay. kind of my thing i really love I know sometimes in our reviews it comes across that I hate slow things, but sometimes a slower, more character-focused episode or film is something that I'll really enjoy. And this episode did that for me. Mm. But I, I completely understand that view of, oh, I'm, I'm annoyed. I've waited a week for literally they got coordinates, basically. Yeah. I think it might depend on the person because I've been very, very busy recently. And I've been watching so many mm. other things and dealing with my own life and editing and stuff. So when I'm, when I'm so busy, everything seems a bit longer. So when I'm so busy, I'm like, oh, okay, great. Mando comes up and then not a lot happens. I'm a bit disappointed. Maybe that's why. So I'm like, mm. I, I think there's also a really valid thing of you just 
thinking this episode didn't bring much because if you really boil it down story and plot wise only one real thing of consequence happened and is they got coordinates yeah or they got to however they're tracking the ship i think it's coordinates and they might just say oh it's the tracker or something just because i'm like it's a ship couldn't it just move yeah because it was the scene it was the scene for the last episode the last episode it was like not really much happened big things happened but it was just like we were in one place kind of did that one thing i don't know i don't know why i'm feeling like this because looking back it kind of feels like all the other episodes kind of did that. Yeah, yeah so i don't know why i'm feeling like this now i don't know i think the just hating no you're not i think I think it's looking back at the episodes where big things do happen. It's like the first episode of this season. They go to multiple locations, multiple big things happen, and we get the tease of Boba Fett. And then you kind of begin to notice it because this season, more than season one, has felt very much we're in this one location. We're dealing with a problem that isn't going to really affect the main narrative. But here's a little breadcrumb at the end. It's it's kind of felt there is a bit of a formula sort of showing up now. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just we've began to notice it because we're reviewing it. I have a feeling everything that's happened, all those little breadcrumbs that have happened this season, I don't think they're going to be wrapped up nicely next week. No, I want them to go into season three and I'd rather them go into season three because then there's a reason for that third season. Instead of it being, it's all wrapped up and then there's more. Yeah. I hope a few of them are wrapped up because I have a horrible gut feeling that this ep- the final episode is literally not going to wrap anything up and I'm going to be a bit peeved. See how long it is. That's my biggest yeah. worry. Can, um, I, can I do my can't. rant? Oh sorry. oh, sorry. Go on. Go on, Jason, before mine. No, I was just going to, no, I was going to say, do you want to do your rant? And then yes, you I stole. Okay. You stole the idea. Pretend, you stole pretend I didn't. You pretend English I didn't. stealing people. You stole. <laughs> this is becoming a trend. You steal. You steal. You keep stealing. You read my mind and you take it from me and you make it your own. You steal. No, Jason. We do not steal. We colonize. Yeah. Get we bring right. peace, balance, and justice to our new empire. <laughs> You, you colonize. You colonize. You imperial. I don't like you. You steal. I don't like it. You English. I don't Why like it. Do your rant. Do your rant. Do it. Do it now. Okay. <laughs> Do you two want to mute yourselves? Because it's a long ass rant. Do your rant. Do it now. So in the episode, we get a beautiful one-sided conversation from Mayfell talking about ideology and beliefs and how the Empire and the Mandalorians aren't too dissimilar, uh, which is true when you look at the like the world that it's set in and like the history of the Mandalorians and the Empire. As the episode goes on, we see and hear how Mayfell has such disdain for the Empire because of Operation Cinder, and we see him talk uh, at the officer about how he killed innocents and their own men, and we can just see where it stems from because of that. And that leads to shooting off said officer. But we also see how Mayfeld is a man of principle. We get to see, even though Mando put him in prison, how he actually respects the Mando. As he kills the people who have seen, they kill the people that have seen Mando's face. And he's the only person. And then he says, I never saw your face. And I think what this episode does best for me, it gives credence to what Mayfeld says earlier on. Your rules start to change when you get desperate. And the Mando is desperate. He is willing to change his beliefs and what, how, and essentially expose himself in a way he's never done before to get Grogu back. And season one, Mando would never put the armor on, uh, even as Mayfeld has seen the space, even if Mayfeld said, I never saw it. But again, as Mayfeld says, everyone has a line until things get messy. And that's it. Cool. It's not um, super long, but it was, you know. No, I, I, think, I, I totally agree with you. There was, we mentioned earlier in the season, didn't we, whenever he um, lifted up his mask slightly to eat in front, mm-hmm. of, in front of Grogu, that, you know, he's kind of being a bit more flexible with his stuff now. And, and we had this whole thing about he saw real Mandalorians that took off the mask as well. So we're, we all talked about that. And when I said Grogu, I just realized we had no Grogu in this episode. This is the first episode nope. we had no Grogu. There are no Grogu cute, movement, cute moments. I just realised that. This is the first episode without Grogu. 
And I think that was the best decision they could have made. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, it because would have been awful if it they went showed through. such creative restraint um, to not like go, oh, he's in danger. Look how sad he is. Look oh, at those little handcuffs. And it, it just it made that danger feel more real for me personally because I now don't know what's been happening to Grogu mm-hmm. for however long that mission took. So now I'm like, oh my god, what if they've been horribly tortured? But if at the end of the episode it cut to Grogu going, and he had been tortured and it was all horrible, I'd have just been like, okay, I know Grogu's in pain. But we don't know anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no... um, uh, Because your imagination is much worse than anything that can be shown on TV or film. So my mind right now is Grogu is literally being tortured. See if we go back to Grogu next episode and he's got a black guy. You're I don't gonna, know if the TV you're is gonna going to... You're going to throw hands. I think I'm going to flip me an iPad. I'm genuinely concerned for the little boy. You know that meme? You know that meme that's like watching? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like... <laughs> yeah. um, no, see, I'm the one where he's playing the scary maze game and he punches through the monitor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought you almost hit your laptop down. No, I was lie. luckily my camera is in such a position it looks like I'm gonna hit it. <laughs> I do want to speak about the bad moment of this episode though. Is it the hollow vid? Because I agree. Yes. Yeah. It is so cringy. I literally felt like I was reading a and this is no offense to any fan fiction writers, but it felt like a very young, very first time writing a story fan fiction of, oh, how do I write a badass? He's gonna say, I'm coming for you. And it was like, oh, God, fuck off. I didn't mind that first bit. It was more the second bit that got me was, it's like, he means more than me than you'll ever know. And it's like, why would you yeah, tell him your greatest weakness? Do you know what I mean? Why yeah. would you contact him in the first place? Because yeah. now it's they have time to prepare. Yeah. yeah. That is I, like I also... the best thing that he could have done is not say anything. Because they yeah, could all find it. I mean, there was a little thing that I saw in the front of the ship that I really liked. If you look really closely between the two prongs at the front of the ship, there's a TIE fighter. Oh, was there? I, I, thought, you little... meant, I thought you meant yeah. the entrance. Um, no, no, no. No, it was just I more, thought it would have been cool. Little... That would be cool if he, if they sent that video message and then... They were there. Lights went off. Right. And it'd be like, oh, we're experiencing failures in the ship and stuff. I'm like, sick. Yes. I, I'll pop for that. I know it's bit cheesy and a bit i know it's but no, that's but that cheesy been cringy but it's better than what they did yeah definitely and that would have been a really great way to kind of set up the next episode like just literally uh-huh. starting straight into it kind of like how last season did where we, we literally got right back into it and that, that yeah that would have been cool <gasps> should have done that just... we're starting off now on for me this final episode is already starting off on a bad foot because we have this sort of I, re- I actually really can't take the Mandalorian very seriously at the minute because that's my last impression of him. After a great episode is him literally going, uh, you took my favourite thing, me, I'm angry. It's, it's, it's like, oh, okay. If you go to 32, 32 minutes and 54 seconds, if you have the opportunity, you can just see the little connector in the wing of a TIE fighter in the front but of the yeah. ship. The Mandalorian is an edgy teenager, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the weakest part of this episode. Mm. Oh, God, yeah. Well, see, when, it, when they went through the village, mm-hmm. I felt like... Because they really focused on this kid who's had no payoff. Yep. I don't know. I feel like you could that you could have, you know... You could have deleted that bit and added, you know, those little extra scenes to the to the action ones that we were talking about mm-hmm. that would just make it have more sense. You could yeah. just leave that and added those in, still have the same runtime. And the, I think it wouldn't it was, have changed anything. But I don't know. It was nice for world building, it, but... Right. Mm. I don't know if it was trying to add more to Mayfeld's whole thing about... Because when they go past, he's going on about, oh, it doesn't matter if you're Empire or New Republic, we're invaders on their land. It doesn't matter who you are. And I think that was trying to add to that bit is they were going through a local village and it's like, they don't care who we are. We're on, we're on their world. We're taking over, you know, 
There's yeah, the I, yeah. and the ruled. I, I understood that's that, why they did it. I didn't add extra, but I don't think it was necessary. Yeah, let's move on. It's time for a summary. It's time for a summary. It's time to summarize in five bloody words. Mayfeld's Revenge and Redemption Story. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Go on, John. What? What am I doing? Scores, scores. on the boards. Oh, yes. Scores on the board. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot it's me, does it? You were so, you were so like, mm, what do I need to do, guys? <laughs> You see, like in the in the film review, it's like, "What's the score? What's your score?" And we're like, "No, you do, you do, you do Mando. Mandalorian." And um, then like, we do oh, Mando. Do I? Okay, okay. And he forgets. Yeah. It's it's because I have to be, to annoy you. Useless. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm joking, by the way. I'm not useless. Hit it. Hang on. No, I'm trying to find the meme now because I need to say it. The Obi Wan Jason, where he's like, "What's your score no, on the board?" No, you're not doing it. <laughs> Jason, Ooh, he doesn't like it when someone else does it. <laughs> no, f- you, Jordan. You've done your thing. You've done your summary. I asked the scores on the board for Mando. Jason, what's your score on the board? My score is an eighty-seven. Okay. Okay. Jordan. What is your score on the board? Minus 100, obviously, for being a d- to me. <laughs> <laughs> 95. So it's 95. <laughs> and John, what is your score on the board? No, no, I want Jordan to ask me. And John, what is your score on the board? You, you literally roboted on me. Um, mine is a 95. That is a total of 92.3 recurring. Recurring! Get in, boys! What was it? I wasn't listening. <laughs> yeah, it was 90... 92.3 recurring. Cool. 92. Point... I, to be honest, when, it, when it's the score, I don't listen to the score. I just listen to find out if it's recurring or not. <laughs> That's what matters more to me. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, so we go. The second last episode of this season. It's 92.3 recurring. The penultimate episode. John. Yes. Where can they find us on socials? You can find us on Facebook at Free House Make a Whole Podcast. <laughs> and if you're on Instagram. <laughs> John, you could have continued. <laughs> Not with that sound. Yes, you could, because uh, I edited it out. <laughs> do you edit? Yes! I'm so sorry. I had no. It was beautiful. You can find us on Facebook at Free House Make a Whole Podcast, or on Twitter and Instagram at the handle at Free House Pod. So come give us a like and love our stuff because we post occasionally, maybe. And Jordan, what else can they do for us, my love? What the? F- Why didn't I get a my love? <laughs> John, my love. Don't worry, because I love you, buddy. Wait, I don't get, I don't get, am I love? I don't get one. No, you didn't give no, John I was one. about to leave. I'm like two seconds about making this to two hours, make a whole podcast. <laughs> but guys, gals, others, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and leave us a comment and we'll read it out. Also, you can send us a voice recording on Anchor and we'll respond. Last but not least, if you'd like to suggest a film, drop us a comment on Apple Podcasts, a voice note on Anchor, or a comment or DM on any of our social medias. Mother Sorry, no, I'm going to do that last bit again. Hold on. I will get ready. I'm I know, ready I know. I'm so sorry. And then you got me up. You stop. You still. You still. <laughs> God f***ing damn it. We colonize. You colonizer. You still from me. Last but... <laughs> last but not least if you'd like to suggest a film drop us a comment on apple podcasts a voice note on anchor or on any of our social medias what else can they do not them yes <laughs> hold on jason what else can they do for us you cannot steal from us <laughs> you can not call it eyes 
You can leave people alone. And you can also slide into our DMs, boy. <laughs> this is like the most disastrous ending we've ever had to a fucking oh, podcast. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's not going well. I, I, I literally wiped away a tear. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you all next week. Um, stay safe out there, and may the force be with you. I'm so sorry.